And before we end today's program, I would like to welcome back for January's segment of the One Book, One New Orleans update, Megan Holt, Executive Director, and another guest, Zachary Lazar, who is the selection for 2019's book. How y'all doing today? Doing well. Thank you for having me back. Um, So to kind of talk, how does it feel, Zach, to be selected for the 2019 book? Oh, super exciting. I, I, I was secretly wishing that I would be picked for that. Partly because the book is is about New Orleans. It's about incarceration in Angola, but it's also much, very much about here. And I started the whole project when I was you know, really a newcomer to here. That was 2013 when I kind of got it going with it. So it felt like an immersion in, in all kinds of parts of New Orleans that I, I wouldn't have you know, really been involved with if I hadn't done this book project. So uh, it's a huge honor to me. Yeah. Fantastic. And Megan, I know you made the announcement. We talked about it last time, but how are you feeling about this? I'm so excited. I'm thinking about all of the programming possibilities for 2019 and I'm just, my imagination's going wild. We're starting on the 13th of January with our monthly volunteer with Louisiana Books to Prisoners, which I think this year will really speak to not only our mission, but also the content of this book. Because reading a letter from someone who's incarcerated really emphasizes that person's humanity when you see their handwriting and you get Mm. to pick out books and send them. There's a very sort of intimate connection that forms. Mm. And I think that's what this book is about, too. Kendrick is not just an inmate. The main character is also a brother, a cousin, a father, Mm. a philosopher. Mm. And that, to me, speaks to not only getting books into their hands, but also really thinking about what it means to be a human being in New Orleans, in the world. And those are the questions the book raises for me. I'm also really excited to spotlight not only books to prisoners, but also some of the other amazing programs we have here. The First 72 Plus, Sister Hearts Thrift Store are both doing amazing work for reentry, and also to hopefully get some first viewings of Deborah Lester's pictures that are mentioned in the book. Wow, yeah. Those are so beautiful. She had a show in Texas a couple of months ago. I think it's probably still up, actually. But yeah, those pictures are incredible. Oh, I think that that's fantastic. And I, I know you had mentioned, you know, ideas going through your head about programming and incorporating mm-hmm. these different organizations and things happening in the city. Uh, what are some things that are on the table or things that you have planned coming up later in the year? Um, One thing that we yeah. are doing is hopefully recreating something that we did at Words and Music in November. And that's a panel discussion that we did on literacy as a tool to combat incarceration. I have been told by so many people who were there that it was the most powerful and motivating thing that we had the entire festival. And I've gotten in contact with some of the organizers and they've agreed to do it again as a free community event this time. Oh, fantastic. Mm, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And Zach, I know we, we've talked before about this book in particular, uh, Vengeance. What do you, how, how excited are you to kind of like review this book in an entirely new context? Like what are, what are you kind of feeling about that? Yeah, I think it's fantastic to have the book have a prolonged life like that and to be able to keep talking about it. it, it you know, I've, this is my fifth book and some of the books, well, they all mean a, a, a lot to me, but this is a book that changed my life in, in ways that none of the other ones has and, and made me involved with different groups of people in ways that I wasn't before. And that web kind of continues to grow. And what was Megan was just saying about literacy as a means to combat incarceration. It just makes complete sense to me. That sounds maybe to some people very idealistic, but to me that sounds very practical, actually. 
One of the things that I, I saw so often and still see is people in prison who end up getting their education while incarcerated when, because they never got one before they were incarcerated. And, and the, these minds that are there, just like everybody else's minds, you know, and uh, hungry for knowledge, wisdom, information, we we tend to, I think, in America, think of those as luxury items, but they're not. They're 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 nutritional items that we all need to have, and so that is a getting literacy out there in the world. I think it's really valuable, and not just not just because I'm a writer. I think that's really the thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that, and I, I, one of the things that we had talked about before is that idea of literature and knowledge being this humanizing force, right? And yeah. and right in there taking away these stereotypes, these ways of making people actually people in the eyes of others. Yeah. And I think that's a really great opportunity for both of you to kind of, you know, do that with this programming. Absolutely. And that's the heart of our mission too, is making sure that everyone, no matter their circumstances, has access to literacy resources, especially as adults who have slipped through the cracks in some way. Yeah. Well, I think that's mm. fantastic. Um, Megan, do you have anything else kind of happening this month with any of the other organizations? At the moment, no. January is kind of a slow month as we recover from the new year. Understandable. <laughs> I think that's good. Um, what about you, Zach? Are you, are you working on any new writing projects right now? Yes. I'm uh, about 60 pages into a new novel. Yeah. But that, I don't. I can't talk about it. That's okay. That's okay. I, I understood. I was just trying to see if I could get a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, to kind of wrap us up, I normally ask a literary book-related question. Um, today, I'm wondering either what your reading goals are for the year, or is there a book on your shelf right now that is kind of like a white whale for you that you are going to finally get to this year? And what is that book? That's a great question, because I just got to the white whale just about a few weeks ago, which is, I, I read Ulysses a long time ago, but I, for some reason I picked that up uh, over the break. And I'm loving it. I mean, it, it's it's not as difficult for me to read as it was when I was younger. <laughs> and it's much funnier than I understood it to be. Uh, and so I'm not sure I'm going to make it through that whole thing. I probably might have, might have to take that in stages, but um, so far, so good. Well, progress. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Megan? I don't feel like I got Ulysses till the third time. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's It's, it's a bear. It's <laughs> yeah. a bear. I'm actually really excited to do some reading in conjunction with Vengeance. The new Jim Crow has been sitting on my shelf for two years, mm. staring at me. Mm. When it's thickness, <laughs> I'm finally going to get through it. One of my students keeps telling me I have to read it with her. So I'm oh, doing that. Well, That's a good one. You'll like it. I will. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you both so much. And I'm looking forward to hearing uh, all about the new programming coming for this year. Thank you so much, David. Thanks a lot, David. It's great to be here.